from the Carter Subaru Studios. This is Cairo Nights with Jake Skorheim. Welcome to Cairo Nights. I am your host, Jay Scorheim. Thank you guys so much for hanging out with us tonight. It is the first hour of the show, and I feel like I should explain right off the bat that I was sick yesterday. So we had to run a best of. I do apologize for that. I am feeling a lot better. My voice was just completely gone. I'm in a house of sickness. But did you guys miss me? No, God! No, God, please, no! 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 All right, well... I missed you anyway, even if you guys didn't miss me. So my house, uh, COVID, the big C, I don't think that's what people refer to COVID as, but we finally have it. Listen to this. Four years, people have been talking about this disease. What is it, virus? It's a virus. Four years, people have been talking about this. And my family, we have been in schools. We've been in public schools. We've been out and about. Uh, we've been riding escalators, if I, as I have detailed on the show. We have been doing everything that you can do to catch covid except catching COVID. We have not gotten it for four years, but it finally got us. The thing is though, that like I have been building this up in my head. I've been building up with COVID. And the reason I'm able to even do this is because uh, Cairo wisely decided, they said, hey, you know what? It's likely that you're going to get sick at some point because you have three kids and people with kids always get sick. Uh, You're going to get sick at some point, but you're not actually going to be sick enough that you can't work. So wouldn't it be great if we built a studio for you in your house? And I said, how much is it going to cost? I'm like waiting for the shoe to drop. I thought they were going to charge me. No, they just like came up here and and did it. They put in all the equipment. They gave me everything. So I'm actually able to do the show live for you guys from my office, which is actually pretty great. Uh, I'm living the John Curley life. This is what John Curley gets to do every single day. Just work remotely from his house. So I am having a blast doing it. I hope you guys are uh, uh, okay with it that I'm I'm doing it remotely. But it's it's what we got to do for tonight. I'll be back. Hopefully I'll be back in the studio tomorrow. Actually, to be honest, they asked me not to come in for the rest of the week um, until everybody is clear in my house. And then I get to come back to work. And so you probably won't know the difference, but I'll be back in the studio in a couple of days. So my house finally gets COVID, four years. We can't catch it. We're testing all the time. My wife bought all these tests and gets a bunch of free tests that she, anytime the, uh, she sees emails saying like, hey, free tests at the library, boom. She goes and grabs all these free tests so we can che- check all the time. And it just becomes like a fun uh, hobby for us, checking for COVID. We didn't, and, and I don't even care about it, to be honest. I don't even care if I have it. Uh, I don't want to spread it to people, obviously, if, if they don't have to have it. But it's just not a big thing in my head, except that my brain kind of was going like, all right, well, now that we're a house of COVID, now that we're a house of uh, a den of sickness, people are probably going to be treating us kind of special. Because back in the early days of COVID, I don't know if you guys remember this, but back in the early days when people were actually scared of this thing, we all took a lot of precautions, like silly precautions. We're going to get into that actually on the show tonight. Like Dr. Phil, he has a new book out and he was on The View and he was talking about some of these COVID precautions that people took, like shutting down the schools. He and The View ladies, they disagree on this and it's a really good bit of audio. So we'll play that in just a little bit. But you might remember back in the day, a couple years ago, people took this really seriously. We took it really seriously. My family, we like, when somebody would get it, we'd send them like, my wife's really nice and I'm cheap, so I didn't want to do this, but she did. And so I thought it was nice. So we both got the benefit of that. Um, we sent muffin baskets or cookie uh, cookie grams to people who were sick. They'd like get COVID and we'd find it. We'd say, see like a school chain email or a preschool, a preschool email chain, text chain. And they would say, oh, so-and-so is sick. And my wife go, oh, time to call Harry and David. 
which we have a prescription for, uh, not a prescription, a subscription. You know, you can actually get a Harry and David subscription so you don't have to pay shipping and handling. Big savings. Uh, so she would send these little muffin baskets. And I was like, oh man, that's really a lot of money. Why are we sending the muffin baskets? But she thought it was nice. And she's like, no, it's really nice to be nice to people. And, and whatever, it's nice. So I'm thinking now that we're a house of COVID, people are gonna like be bending over backwards. But it's four years ago now that COVID was a thing. People just don't even care. It's like I just saw the final episode of Sopranos or something, and I want to talk about it. Nobody cares. Everyone knows how it ends. I'm not going to spoil it for you if you haven't seen the ending, but it just kind of ends. Uh, nobody cares. So like, I, I'm, I'm on a text chain with a bunch of buddies of mine. I'm like, hey, guys, bad news. I got COVID at the house. No response. Like nobody even, nobody even did the thing where they pretend to respond so at least the three dots pop up, and I can see that maybe they're formulating a possible response. And then they've deleted it. Nobody even did that. Nobody cares. So we're fine. And to be honest, everybody's fine. Uh, we have mild colds at the house. I, because I think I'm superhuman, I'm actually just testing negative. I don't even, I'm not even getting it. Everyone else in my house, positive, positive. They're getting it. Not me. Teflon. That's what I am. I'm like Teflon. Just doesn't affect me. But so I get to hang out here at the house and do it from the house. So let's get right into it. Um, every single night we do a trivia clip on the show. And then I play that clip for you guys. You guys can text in on the uh, Buckle Shoot Casino Resort text line, 888-973-5476. If you've cared to venture a guess on this one, and this one's tonight's, I won't say it's tricky. Uh, these are not humans that you're going to hear. These are robots, which I'm giving clues and I shouldn't be giving clues. I'm going to give the answer at the top of the news roundup in the next hour. So you guys can tune in for that. You can guess on the text line. This one, I, I there's just, there's not a way to do, play this clip without kind of giving away the answer. So if you're really smart, you'll probably get this pretty quickly, but it's a great movie. And so I wanted to highlight this movie. I really like it. And here's the clip. Oh yeah. Good luck. All right, so the the secret is hidden somewhere in there. If you guys can figure it out, then you are a genius. All right, let's get to this first story. This first story really got my goat, and I'm sorry for using such strong language, but this is about eagles. And folks, I'm an American, and gosh darn it, I love that bird. Behold, gaze upon Mighty Eagle. All right, so listen to this. Uh, a man in Washington, this is Associated Press story, but it applies here because he's from here. Uh, a man to plead guilty to, to an eagle killing spree. Listen to this. This is just a horrific story. I hate this story. A Washington state man accused of helping kill more than 3,000 birds including eagles on a Montana Indian reservation, then illegally selling their carcasses and feathers, intends to plead guilty to illegal wildlife trafficking and other criminal charges court documents show. So apparently what this guy was doing is what was just described. Uh, he's killing eagles. I don't know how he's doing that. Is he shooting eagles? What is he doing? Uh, is he trapping them and then killing them? He's killing eagles and then he's selling them on the black market to Indian reservations because they use them in ceremonies and stuff. Uh, Associated Press details this. Federal prosecutors say that Travis John Branson and others killed about 3,600 birds during a years-long killing spree, that's their quote, uh, on the Flathead Indian Reservation and elsewhere. 
Feathers and other parts of eagles and other birds are highly prized among many Native American tribes for use in sacred ceremonies and during powwows. Uh, Branson of Cusick, I've never actually heard of Cusick, Washington. You guys know Cusick, Washington? Of Cusick, Washington, will plead guilty under an agreement with prosecutors to reduced charges, including conspiracy, wildlife trafficking, and two counts of unlawful trafficking of eagles. According to court documents filed Tuesday, the documents did not detail how many birds he will admit to killing. I hope they throw the book at this guy. This is horrible. I was just driving. This is like, this is, I just had eagles on the brain lately. I don't know why. This story popped up right after I had had this eagle experience in the car. I was driving down the road with my boys. We're driving. Um, we're just cruising down the road. And I look up. What do you think's flying overhead? A beautiful eagle. Like just a gorgeous eagle just cruising along right along the, with, with the speed of traffic. And I point to the, I, I tell the boys in the back, I said, hey, boys, look up. There's an eagle. That's that's an American bald. That's a bald eagle. Not. A, I don't think it was a golden eagle, but it was just a bald eagle. Just beautiful bird, massive, just huge. The wingspan, giant. And I see this thing flying, and then we watch as it lands, just so gracefully lands at the top of a tree. Just perches there. I don't know what he's doing. I don't have time to follow him because I'm, you know, I'm driving my kids around. I'm doing other things. I'm not an eagle, but beautiful bird. And then that night, and this is no joke. So we're we have the the eagle experience in the car. And then that night, my, uh, you know, we read a little bedtime story every night uh, before I tuck my kids in. And this is, um, I think this was Sunday. Um, so on Sunday, I tuck in the kids in for bed and they say, uh, uh, dad, I want to read this story. So my youngest grabs a book. And what do you think he plops in my lap? It's a book about eagles, like no joke. So I'm reading all this information about eagles that I never knew before, but which totally makes sense. And one of them that I found fascinating, did you know the eagles only live in North America? I'm reading this to my kids, as, as you often do, as parents often do. You just make stuff up as you're talking to your kids. And, but I think this one's true, actually. And they said, Dad, why do eagles only live in North America? Because they got wings. They can fly anywhere they want. It's my sons. They asked this. My three boys, eight, six, and four. Why, why, Dad? Why do eagles only live in North America? And I looked at them. I looked up from them. I looked up at them from the book. And I met their eyes. And they could see the truth of it in my eyes. And I said, you know why, son? Because these birds love freedom. And that's why they live in America. That's why they choose to live here. That's why they're native to America. I don't know if that's true, but I think it might be true. All right, uh, let's move on. This next story, uh, I can't take credit for finding this. I actually found this uh, story. I didn't find the story, I'm sorry. Jason Rance found the story and he sent it to me and he says, this is the absolute funniest story of the day. And you know what? It is. Uh, listen to this. Parents were lured. This is in Scotland. It's not local, but it's still funny. You can still laugh at parents in Scotland. Parents were lured to an immersive Willy Wonka experience by these really flashy artificial intelligence, AI, as the kids call them, ads. And they showed up to a near empty warehouse that had no candy and almost no decoration. Hold your breath, make a wish, count to three. Come with me and you'll be in a world of pure imagination. Take a look and you'll see into your imagination man this movie was good with a spin traveling in the world of my creation what we'll see will defy explanation 
then they all go nuts and they get to go to this uh, candy paradise. So what happened was apparently police were called to a, to, it was called Willie's chocolate experience because they don't have the rights to call it Willy Wonka's chocolate experience. So they called it the Willie's chocolate experience in Glasgow, Scotland on Saturday. This is over the weekend after parents felt scammed by a uh, quote, absolute shambles of an event and gathered to demand refunds, uh, tickets for the Baron event. Listen to this. They cost 45 bucks a person. What essentially happened was you have a, a, a company who comes up with this idea. They said, hey, what if we charge people in this warehouse? What if you set up this warehouse? We can set up this really cool immersive experience where people can take their kids and walk through this area. We can make it look like Wonka's chocolate factory, everything. The strawberries taste like strawberries. The snozberries taste like snozberries. So what do they do? They go on to AI because AI is amazing. We've all seen AI do amazing things. AI creates these super realistic looking pictures of what it would look like to be in Wonka's chocolate factory. And then the company posts those pictures and parents see these pictures on AI and they go, oh my gosh, this is so amazing. This would look amazing. Uh, what a cool experience. 45 bucks a person. Yeah, we can pay that. I think that's nuts, by the way. Uh, 45 bucks a person. What is that? What is that exchange rate? Is that 45? Is 45 bucks in Scotland the same? Do they use a pound? They probably use the British pound. So that's actually like more than 45 bucks. 45 bucks a person. Uh, to this event, they were promised a paradise of sweet treats. The Southwest News Service reported that something in the UK. Instead, children were nearly brought to tears. Oh no, they says they were. They were brought to tears as they were greeted by a scarce warehouse with a printed AI backgrounds to see sad little pictures that people are supposed to pose in front of. You know those like step and repeats that they have when you go to some uh, some events. People are taking like Instagram pictures and stuff. There was a sad little bouncy castle. The pictures of this thing are hilarious because there's nothing in this warehouse, just nothing. Parents complained that they waited for more than an hour for the experience, coordinated by an organization named House of Illuminati, ooh, very mysterious, which was less than 10 minutes long and did not include the advertised chocolate fountains, decor, or handcrafted candy drinks. Um, listen to this. This is really funny. And this is like, this is really funny, actually. This is, it, get, it, got, it goes from bad to worse. Jenny Fogarty, she's a local actor there in Scotland. She read on this website, they had this like this casting call. They said, hey, we're going to put on this uh, event and we need actors to interact with the people. We're going to give you a script and we want you to be kind of, uh, well, I'll let her detail here, but listen to this. She was hired uh, to portray a wonky doodle because they can't call them Oompa Loompas again because that would be a, um, a copyright infringement. Uh, so she was hired to portray a wonky doodle, the events version of an Oompa Loompa, and was shocked when she was given an inappropriate costume from an Amazon box that only arrived an hour before the event opened. She posted pictures of this online, and the pictures are really funny. I'll describe them for you because we're on the radio. It's not it's not uh, TV you're watching right now, so I'll just have to describe this. Uh, like if you go on any um, website and you try to buy a costume for Halloween, if you're an adult and you're a female – all of those costume options, I won't say all of them, 90% of them are going to be inappropriately sexy. Just things that you would never imagine are going to be sexy. They turn into sexy costumes. So like if you have a, an idea, you want to dress up as a, um, uh, say you want to dress up as a nun. Obviously there's sexy nun costumes that they sell online. Or if you want to dress up as a nurse, can you believe it? They actually sell a sexy nurse costume. I'm, these are obvious ones, and like everyone can imagine what that looks like. They also sell sexy Oompa Loompa costumes, apparently. Only in this scam of an event, they call it a wonky doodle costume. And so she holds up this costume. She actually models it 
and she's uh, she shows the pictures. It's ridiculous. Um, she says she noticed that the costumes that we were given, all of them were female, and we were given the sexy version as opposed to the traditional ones that she wrote. She posted this on her Facebook account. Some people had T-shirts that they put on underneath just to give it a bit more modesty. All I had was a lacy shirt underneath because she wasn't aware when she showed up to the event that she needed to protect her modesty and would be dressed as a sexy wonky doodle, but she was, and so she posts these photos. It's really funny. Um, Jenny Fogarty allegedly was only given one day to learn a 12-page script, which was then scrapped. She claimed that she was given the script, and then they said, you know what, just go and improvise, because you're all actors, and so you can just, you know, just put yourself in the place of, like, kind of a, a method actor idea. Like, just pretend you're an Oompa Loompa. That's what it is. Just be an Oompa Loompa, talk with the people. Uh, so Fogarty goes on to explain, she says, it was shocking. It was embarrassing to be pretty honest. We were trying our best, all the actors to make it work, but we were only given 12 hours to learn our script and told to just improvise. And it's not easy to improvise a whole show. When we went back to get our cars, that's when we saw that the police had showed up. Uh, Fogarty added when the event was eventually shut down, the House of Illuminati has apologized in a statement in which it did acknowledge that it's fabulous event failed to meet expectations and devolved into a quote, stressful and frustrating day. And then this is the statement they put out. They said, unfortunately, last minute, we were let down in many areas of our event and tried our best to continue on and push through. And we now realize we probably just should have canceled first thing that morning. Uh, this is the director of the company that uh, is being accused of scamming. They said that they uh, are blaming the disaster on holographic technology that did not arrive in time. They said their vision of the artistic rendition of a well-known book didn't come to fruition. And for that, I am absolutely, truly, and utterly sorry. There was every intention to hold the event from the pictures despite not being in the best light. Hopefully, you will be able to see that there was every intention to hold the event. I don't think people care about your intention for the event. What they care about is that you given their money back. It doesn't mention if they're actually going to give the money back to the folks. Um, hopefully they do. This reminds me of that fire festival. Do you guys remember that? When people showed up to that island that was built, it's like, oh, this amazing immersive event. Show up to this island. You can live like a VIP. All these famous people are going to be there. We're going to have uh, 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 VIP outdoor tents. What do they call that? Um, uh, glamping, uh, tent camping. And then we're also going to have, uh, you know, all these famous people. It's just going to be the coolest thing in the world, but it ended up not happening. And then the people who showed up found out that they were just going to sleep in wet tents with moldy. Um, what do they have? They had moldy, uh, mattresses and there was no food. It was advertised they were going to get all this amazing food, and then they ended up just getting uh, like white bread and uh, mayonnaise sandwiches. So it's just a disaster of event. Anyway, I guess this is like the kid fire festival version of that. It's not that bad, but it's pretty bad. All right, we got a lot of stuff coming up on the show tonight. Matt, what do we got? Coming up on tonight's edition of Cairo Nights. Well, if you're tired of hearing about Taylor Swift, you'll just have to shake it off. Because coming up, we'll find out what the pop star's dad is getting criticism for. Also, Dr. Phil has a new book out. Find out what he thinks is harming America's youth. And on News Roundup, we'll hear the tale of a couple that chose a very unique venue for their wedding. That's all tonight on Cairo Nights with Jake Skorheim. You're listening to Cairo Nights with Jake Scorheim. Welcome back to Cairo Nights. I am Jake Scorheim, your host. All right, I want to tell you guys a story that actually actually really did make me very mad when I heard this because I take this really personally. I'm a parent. I drive around with my kids all the time. This could have been me. And this is a horrible story. 
and it's something that we need to change in our state. I want to tell you guys a story. Listen to this. Over the weekend, you probably heard about this, but it it uh, it it has an update to it. So stick with me. Over the weekend in Burien, um, a man. Listen to this. This is a uh, Como News has this story. A man is dead, and a child has potentially life-threatening injuries after a driver in a stolen Dodge Ram pickup truck collided with their Jeep. This was in Burien Sunday afternoon, according to the King County Sheriff's Office. Como has a story. This is from over the weekend, and then we have an update to it. If you're a parent or if you're anyone who ever is on the road, this is going to upset you. But I think you should be upset by this story. This impact lies solely on the blame of the individual driving the stolen car. A horrific chain of events has left a man dead and a child in critical condition. Deputies are investigating the death as a vehicular homicide. They were inside a Jeep when police say a suspect in a stolen pickup truck crashed into them. The impact knocked their vehicle into a nearby yard and it landed on its roof. It happened at South 128th Street and 22nd Avenue South in Burien. Take a look. This is the damage of the suspect's truck after impact. You see it here. I'm going to pause it right here real fast. The uh, um, the truck, the stolen truck, which hit the uh, father and uh, father and child in the Jeep, the stolen Dodge Ram is completely annihilated. The front of the truck looks like it just got, I mean, thrown off of a building. And I, I didn't see much of the Jeep probably because they couldn't show us much of the Jeep because somebody died in it. And the reason that this happened is because of a ridiculous law that we have in this state. I'm going to tell you more about that in just a second. But I think that this was completely avoidable. But I'm going to let Como finish the story. Investigators say the suspect took off on foot. A neighbor who heard the violent impact ran to see what happened. Um, I thought it was just like an accident because it was also wet outside. Mm -hmm. um, but then saw that there was no like buddy in the driver's seat. King County deputies say it began when they observed a stolen vehicle in the Sunset Park area right around 11.30 this morning, and then the driver sped off. If you have any security cam video that may have captured that suspect, you are asked to call 911 right away. All right, so the suspect has been arrested, and he is now behind bars in the connection with this deadly hit and run. And he has apparently quite a rap sheet going back years. Listen to this. Como News obtained documents that show charges against him dating back more than 10 years that include both misdemeanors and felonies. Uh, this is from Como News. It says this time he is jailed pending charges that could include vehicular homicide, which is a felony. He waived his first appearance before a judge on Tuesday who did find probable cause to hold him. The fact that he was driving a stolen vehicle fled. He was speeding, ran a stop sign, fled the scene. We're on some of the reasons that Judge Jill Klinge, uh, uh, Kling, I'm sorry, cited in finding probable, probable cause. Uh, the King County Sheriff's Office told Como News deputies spotted a stolen Dodge Ram 1500 truck around 1130 a.m. Sunday in a SeaTac parking lot. Now, I'm going to pause the story for a second. I'm, I'm reading from the Como story, and, and My Northwest already ha also has an update on this as well. So I'll give you some details from that. But listen, listen to this. King County Sheriff's Office, 11.30 a.m. Sunday morning. Let's track the timeline here. Spotted a stolen Dodge Ram 1500. Then they're following this guy. So you have a sheriff's deputy following this guy in a SeaTac parking lot, according to this uh, Como story. So they know that this is a stolen vehicle. They know it's stolen, and they're following him. So the story continues, and this is where your blood starts boiling. While deputies were planning to approach the truck... The driver drove away. 
Deputies initially followed, but according to the King County Sheriff's Office, the driver likely spotted the tail and sped away. I'm going to pause it there again for a second. So the deputies say they were planning to approach the truck, and then the driver drove away because they say that, oh, he probably spotted the sheriff's behind him. Not, not tough to spot the sheriff's office behind you. They have pretty noticeable vehicles. They say sheriff's office on them. So he speeds away. And so why didn't they follow? They know it's a stolen vehicle. And now the guy's running from them. Now he's fleeing in a stolen vehicle. Why wouldn't they pursue him? Como News was told deputies considered their options, but following state protocol on police pursuits, they chose not to chase the driver. There it is. State protocol. And then this is where the story turns into a nightmare. Moments later, a 911 caller reported a serious crash in Burien on South 128th Street at 22nd Avenue South. Deputies found the stolen Ram pickup truck, which just minutes earlier they had been following, with the front end destroyed from colliding with the Jeep. The impact, this is in the Como story, was so great that it tossed the Jeep off of the street. Think about that. Jeeps are not light vehicles. They're four by four. They're heavy. Five, 6,000 pounds, easy. Tossed the Jeep off the street and into a yard where it landed on its roof, flipped it upside down, landed on its roof. Deputies did their best to help the man and child inside, but the man died. The deputy prosecutor in court on Tuesday said the man's four-year-old child is still hospitalized in criminal condition. This is one of those stories that when I read this, I was so upset. And I don't get upset. To, I mean, like, the, the, the point of my show at night, honestly, is because I want to be uplifting and I want people to have a good experience at the end of the day. I want you guys to listen to the show and feel like, all right, I can come. I, I hear all the hard news throughout the day. And by the time we get to, you know, what time is it now? It's 7.30 something. By the time we get to 7.30 something at night, I just want to chill out with a good buddy. And that's what I want to be for you guys is a good buddy. But you know what? This story needs to be talked about. We can't continue to allow. Why would you not pursue a vehicle? You know it's stolen. That guy is out with his kid on a Sunday afternoon, something that I do every single Sunday. I end up in the car with my kids. And through no fault of his own, he's dead. Because King County Sheriff's Office decides that they cannot pursue this guy in a stolen vehicle that they know is stolen and then smashes into and kills and destroys a family. So angry as I'm talking about this story right now. MyNorthwest.com has an update on the story. They said they talk about the Washington uh, police pursuit laws. Both House and Senate members discussed Initiative 2113 on Wednesday, a bill that would loosen police pursuit restrictions. So this initiative, which is, sponsored, which is part of this Let's Go Washington uh, slate of initiatives, which I think is a great thing, would allow police to do their job and pursue this vehicle. So if this initiative, the police pursuit law was amended in 2023 after a different law increased the threshold for evidence required for a pursuit law two years prior, the 2023 amendment bill lowered the requirements for police to pursue a suspect, but only if there was reasonable suspicion and only for limited crimes. Those include violent offenses, sex offenses, escapes or DUIs, vehicular assaults, and domestic violence. Supporters of the initiative currently being discussed in Olympia have said that the 2023 amendment is still not enough. 
This is what happens when you don't allow police to do their jobs. This is ridiculous. This never should have happened. Police should be able to pursue when they know a vehicle is stolen, like they did Sunday, when that Dodge Ram fled from them. When I was a kid growing up, number one, you don't steal cars. And number two, if you see police behind you and you run from them, they flip on their lights and they pull you over. And now a father is dead, a family is ruined, and hopefully this kid pulls through. I hope this, uh, I hope people hear this story and get upset because they should. All right, we got a lot more coming up on the show, uh, so stick around. We're going to be right back here on Cairo Nights. You're listening to Cairo Nights with Jake Scorheim. Welcome back to Cairo Nights. All right, we're going to lighten things up here a little bit and talk about a little bit of Taylor Swift news. Uh, I don't know if you guys are interested in this, but it's two stories about Taylor Swift are being spread all around the internet. I thought you guys would want to know. I thought you guys would want the update. Uh, the first one, Taylor Swift's dad versus paparazzi. Listen to this story. In the Daily Mail, they detail Taylor Swift's representative representatives responded to allegations that the singer's dad, Scott Swift, was involved in an altercation with paparazzi while she was on tour in Australia. Uh, in a statement on Monday to Entertainment Weekly, a spokesperson for the 34-year-old superstar singer said two individuals were aggressively pushing their way towards Taylor, grabbing her security personnel and threatening to throw a female staffer member into the water. Uh, listen to this. This is audio captured of the incident. Go ahead and step away from the vehicle. Sure, you can stand there, stand there. You touch my umbrella. You touch my umbrella, man. Oh, that's Oh, yeah. All right. So that was apparently allegedly that was her dad getting, uh, you know, having having uh, an interaction with a uh, paparazzo. So the New South Wales police force confirmed to the outlet this from the Daily Mail that an investigation was underway about an alleged incident that occurred on Cindy's North Shore in the early hours of Tuesday morning without confirm- confirming whether the blank space hit maker and her father were involved. Police have been told a 71-year-old man allegedly assaulted a 51-year-old man uh, near the wharf before leaving the location. The younger man reported the incident, and inquiries are now underway by officers attached to North Shore Police Area Command. Those are not important to know, that detail, because we don't know the police names down there. Uh, The man did not require medical treatment. The paparazzi guy didn't require medical treatment. Um, But... Uh, The Daily Mail reported that a photographer named Ben McDonald filed a complaint against Swift's dad over the alleged altercation. Uh, This is from Ben McDonald. He talked to the Daily Mail. She got off the boat. She walked towards security guards who were shoving umbrellas in her faces. And then he charged, says McDonald. Well, I think Poppy's got some problems. There's a whole other thing going on with Poppy. Uh, McDonald also reportedly said originally he thought it was a security guard and he was shocked when he realized that the alleged attacker was the pop star's dad. He says in 23 years of taking pictures, I've never seen anything like this. Um, I'm not sure if I believe that, but that's what he says. Um, So anyway, here's the other Taylor Swift story, which I thought this was kind of funny and entertaining. Adam Sandler, super funny guy. Uh, Conan Conan O'Brien, also really funny guy. Conan O'Brien has a podcast called Conan O'Brien Needs a Friend. He talks to his friends on this podcast, and Adam Sandler was his guest just recently. Adam Sandler was asked, like, who do you get nervous around? You've been famous forever. Conan was saying that, like, you know, because he's been famous for so long, he and Adam Sandler both, 
it's really tough to get excited when you meet young stars because everybody's kind of a young star these days. The older stars who were famous before they got famous, they're still kind of in awe of, but like what young stars make you feel excited or make you nervous? And Adam Sandler said, the only one that makes him nervous, Taylor Swift. Taylor Swift, because what she means to my uh, Your kids, kids, yeah, I, I get a little jumpy or, or like, I'm this guy, cause I don't want to blow it for my kids. So I'm a little like, Taylor, Taylor, you know, like I, I, I talk a little too loud or something. I don't, I don't <laughs> act, act as cool as I you can. Do you yell her name outside her house? Taylor, Taylor, <laughs> talk to me, <laughs> speak to me. Uh, yeah, yeah, I can see that. Yeah, she's, uh, I mean, She's this whole other level now. It that seems. is, the people talk about the the Beatles of it all, and and her just just man. I mean, so many smash hits. There's not a word my kids don't know. My, my yeah, my my daughter. It means so much. I know them too, by the way, but they know they know them inside and out. But yeah, uh, I, 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 it's just. Remember the Beatles, every song on the record you knew, that's Taylor Swift, too. You just, yeah. there's not a song you skip. You go, oh, that one's pretty damn cool. Every, yeah. Yeah. Very few people have hit that level of fame. For I think that it's, long? It's me. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> just him, just Conan and the Beatles and Taylor Swift. That's, just, that's the only people who have hit that level of fame. Um, all right. So yeah, that's funny. I think that's, I, I don't meet a ton of famous people. I, and I wouldn't really care, honestly, because I'm just getting older. I don't think I'd really care if I, I wouldn't get too nervous around. I met some famous people and it didn't, it didn't shock my system. If I met Ken Griffey Jr., I would still be probably like shaking. I would just be very excited to meet Ken Griffey Jr. Much more excited than he would be comfortable with. All right, uh, we got a lot more coming up on the show. Next hour, we got the news roundup. We got a ton of great stories. Dr. Phil is making waves uh, in a really great way that you're going to like. We have some, a bizarre uh, back and forth between a, a White House uh, uh, reporter and the White House press secretary about whether or not Biden should be taking a cognitive test We'll tell you that story next hour as well. Uh, and at the start of the next segment, next hour uh, is the news roundup. And I'm going to give you the answer to this trivia clip. I'm going to play it for you one more time because I'm just a nice guy like that. If you have any idea who this is, you still got a chance to get it in on the text line. 888-973-5476. We're often asked what you win. Uh, the answer is just my respect, uh, which should be enough. Name. <laughs> All right. Good luck. That's a tough one. All right. We got a lot more coming up. Stick around. We're going to be right back here on Cairo Nights. 